Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. I wanted to hop in here real quick. I just <laughs> I just recorded the intro to this and it sounds like I'm underwater and that's because I literally cannot find my cord to connect my microphone to my computer. So welcome to 2021. So it gets better. Just get through the first six minutes with me and I will be out of the water and I will sound much more clear. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It is 2021, and if you feel like I do, we are no longer interested in 2021, and we'd like our money back after our seven-day free trial, which is something that I saw on social media, and I feel exactly the same. Um, Before I get into today's episode, I did just want to touch base with everyone, um, because that's what this podcast is all about, being true to ourselves. And to be honest, uh, this week, I have felt very scattered is the perfect word to describe my brain currently. Um, I talked to, had my therapist appointment yesterday, and I haven't talked to her in about two weeks since the holidays. And When I word vomit to her and let it all out there, the perfect word to describe what I was feeling was scattered. And my brain feels like it's in four different clouds just spinning in different directions. And I know that I have the tools to bring it back together. It's just a matter of using those tools and trying to be more mindful Um, I worked a lot on being mindful this last year, and it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of hard work with somebody with anxiety and an anxious, anxious brain, right? So what I'm trying to focus on, and hopefully this can help you as well, is to practice my mindfulness, take some notes, write down my thoughts on paper, and organize them, right? That's always something that helps me. Two, controlling things I can control. And I think how we are all feeling is there's a lot of stuff going on out of our control. And for someone like myself that struggles with that is really trying to be mindful of things I can control and what I can do um, in these situations to be kind and you know move forward in a positive way, hold space for people, do what I can, and focusing in on on what I can do, right? What we are in control of, and that is ourselves. Um, and so for me, it's taking all these things that I have learned over the last year and putting them into practice. And when my mindfulness level drops from a eight to a five, where I currently feel, It's how can I build that back up again? And I hope that that helps you. I hope that you realize you're not alone um, if you feel scattered right now. And I'm giving you a big virtual hug through this microphone. (laughs) Um, So with that, I'm feeling better. We're moving into a new weekend. Um, There's things I want to do, writing down my lists bringing back into what I control, can control, and that's myself and working on mindfulness. It actually leads perfectly into this episode. Um, I'm so excited. We have Sarah from BackFit Pro. Uh, if you listen to 
uh, older podcast with Sam and I, we obviously, my back journey has been the topic of conversation. Now, if you've never had a back injury and you're like, eh, I don't really like, you know, I'm not really vibing with the back stuff because I don't have anything going on. Trust me, there are so many places that these stories can carry over into your life that will be so beneficial. Sarah is one of the most amazing energies that I've spoke with. She is sweet as can be, kind as can be, full of knowledge, full of passion. You can feel it. Uh, So a little bit about Sarah. She's the president of BackFit Pro. Her father is Dr. Stuart McGill, who is the leading most researcher and authority on all things lumbar spine. So when you guys had heard Sam's story early on about becoming a um, McGill method uh, practitioner about the low back and the core, and there's so many things that I am trying to carry over into not only my life, uh, but to my clients' lives and how these things, even if they don't have back injuries or back issues, how can we prevent them from happening? How can you lift better? How can you brace better so that your workouts are, you're getting more bang for your buck? So for me, this has been a carryover into all things fitness, no matter if you have an injury or not. So Sarah is the latest of the team to join the McGill Method practitioners. And she's also the owner of Spine and Spirit Restoration. And this Like I said, she's just such an awesome energy, a light energy, and you guys will love hearing how she became the owner of BackFit Pro. It is a really cool story about writing things on a napkin (laughs) with her dad and just be inspired by where she's going, what she's doing, her journey into helping others. And I really think that you will get a lot out of this episode. So thank you so much, Sarah, for being on this episode. You are a light in this world. And we will have all of Sarah's information linked below where you can find her. She's launching some stuff on her own right now. She's she's just really, really, really um, coming into her own and, and presence online. And I'm so excited to support her and for her to support us and what we're doing. So this is not the first, not the first time. This is her first time. This is not the last time Sarah will be on the episode. So uh, thank you guys so much. Let's be more mindful, control the controllables and big hugs to all of you and a big hug to Sarah and Sam for this episode. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Here we are. Here we are. We made it. I was having a little mal- malfunction with my AirPods. It's fine. You know, if you mute- two minutes before recording, something if, explodes. Yes, if you mute people, you cannot hear them. Did you know that? Did That's you know science, that? really. It's just science. I- <laughs> science. Oh my gosh! All right, guys, welcome back to True to You Chats. We are here in the 19 degree weather of Rhode Island. Not that we're sitting outside doing this. I'm acting like we're hardcore. I'm like, we're outside in that 19 degree weather. But I will tell you, I have been working outside in that 19 degree weather because our gyms are closed right now. So I'm yep. currently defrosting with a beanie and my Sherpa and I have the heat on by my feet. So, and I have seven pairs of pants on. So we are currently in defrost mode, but right, Sam, we're in defrost defrost mode. Oh, always, always. I'm just so excited for our guests. Can we get to our guests already? I'm sorry. We know I like you're cold. Give, we know you're I, cold all the time. I like to give a little <laughs> background of where we, I got to set the scene, everyone. We got to set the scene of what we look like. So currently 
we are in the US of A and our our guest today is in Canada, correct? Correct. Correct. I am way up here. <laughs> way up there in Canada. So yes. we are so excited. We have Sarah fa- from Backfit Pro. Um, so this conversation is going to be awesome. We're so excited Sarah's here. A little quick background before Sam really does like the the awesome intro because you uh, know the fanboy intro. The, the fanboy, fanboy intro. intro. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, introduced to backfit pro through Sam. So if you've, uh, everyone has listened to previous uh, episodes of us talking about, I'm always the subject of talk. Cause it's like Casey's back <laughs> issue and Casey's story of 2020 and Sarah might not know all the details. So we'll definitely feed her some of this during today's interview. But, um, I was introduced through Sam because I had started to have issues and symptoms and everything going on. And Sam was like, Hey, sounds like we can really help and fix you with your low back. It feels like that is where a lot of this is coming from. We'll get into that. But I remember then following BackFit Pro from Sam and being like, dang, like there is, there is just so much out there to learn. And it's like this, just, it just, what you guys are doing, Sarah is, is just credible. And it's, and it's as a trainer, I was like, okay, I need to start learning more of this to implement this into my clients. Because if I'm having issues with this, not that I'm some pro athlete, but if I'm having issues with this, then I guarantee we've got weaknesses in my clients as to why is to the movement patterns that they're doing and how they're feeling. And so much started to like open up from that. So I'm just so excited to have Sarah here. So Sam, Let's do a little fan moment for Sam. Sam's freaking out. I just hope I, you realize. So, like, I, I wish I could be part of the McGill family. Like, when they <laughs> sent me my Christmas card, I just about burst into tears. Like, I was like, this is the coolest family ever. But Sarah McGill, president of BackFit Pro, the McGill family, Dr. Stuart McGill, world-renowned expert on the lumbar spine, if not the leading most expert in researching the lumbar spine. I am an avid fan of everything BackFit Pro and like total fit. I got you just can't, like, I'm so excited. My heart's racing right now. His cheeks are red, everyone. His I cheeks am, are red. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting flushed over here. <laughs> but so, and it's as a practitioner of uh, the McGill method um, and working with BackFit Pro and learning from BackFit Pro and Dr. Stuart McGill, it is such an honor to have Sarah here as a guest on our True You Chats. Like, I never thought we would be in this position. We have such cool people. I <laughs> like, mean, we've, been no- we've been knocking out of the park with all the cool people. I mean, I it mean, all started with me, but like. Oh, like- yeah. My first, my first guest was <laughs> Sam, and then it just went to celebrity <laughs> after that. It was like, it's time to pick it up here. So, Sarah, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I first of all just have to say thank you to you both for being here on this platform and having this podcast with Real Conversations. I've personally benefited from podcasts and they've enhanced my life. So I'm so excited when people are using this platform to inspire and help people. So thanks for having me on. And it's it's a wonderful way to meet you both and hopefully in person one day. But nice to see your faces on here for now. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. So Sarah, before we started, 
uh, recording, I always say that we bring, we bring people on and a lot of them are people that we know. And then we start talking and I'm always like, oh my gosh, we should have hit record. Like it was such a good conversation, you know, before we started. Um, so we hit record and we were like, Hey, maybe you can say that again. Cause it was so good, but it is, it is just naturally what happens. We start to have conversation. It just starts flowing. We're so excited to have you on here. Um, if you could just give us like a little bit of, so some people might, who even have listened to our other episodes of my story and how Sam came into my life in the perfect timing to help me and with this method, but maybe just, um, give a little bit more about like who you are, your family, obviously Sam is blushing in the cheeks for your family. And so what, what is it about you guys? How did it start for your family and, and what you do for the company? Right. Okay. Um, so my dad is really where it all started. It's his sort of life's work and research that has built into BackFit Pro and the McGill Method. So he was a professor at University of Waterloo um, and had his research lab um, for 32 years there and really studied how the spine works, how it becomes injured through studies in the lab and the clinic. And that's sort of how the whole McGill Method came together was through his his research and that time every day he was spending working with people and growing up with that, it, <laughs> I did, I couldn't really follow what he was talking about because it's so in depth and the terms he uses and the concepts and the physics and the mechanics and everything was um, almost intimidating for me. I was like, sure, I could never be involved in something like that. It was so beyond me, but it was really inspiring to just grow up with him in the household, like on Christmas, if somebody was in a really bad day, uh, really bad way with their back, he would he would talk to them and try to coach them through. If it was the middle of the night and he had to drive somewhere to see a family friend that was really struggling, he would do it. So growing up with someone who was so passionate about understanding the whys, but also the people element of getting that to the people that need it is really what kind of encouraged me and inspired me to become part of that because I saw how it was reaching people and helping people and um, knowing his work ethic too. I mean, he originally wanted to be a plumber and if, if he ended up being a plumber, he would have been the best darn plumber in the country because that's just who he is. He always hey, asks my dad, my dad's a plumber. I will say he is a master plumber of like 40 years. So, and he's the best darn right. plumber there is. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> so we have similar fathers in that way then that yes. it's just the mastering of the craft. Yes. And it just so happened um, that what he was so interested in studying and understanding, unfortunately, um, can I say millions of people suffer with back issues? So it's just, mm. it's sort of developed into him being invited to teach some courses, which now have developed into the, our McGill Method courses. And he wrote a few textbooks and BackFit Pro has sort of just developed through all of these different components that he's built up over the years. Um, and yeah, so I, I went to school, I did a bachelor of commerce and I was in hospitality. I didn't really know what I, what I wanted to do. And to be honest, I didn't really think that I would ever <laughs> be smart enough or have the, um, the ability to do anything in that field. Cause it's almost like growing up with cake boss. Right. And you're like, well, I don't even know how to, how to make a basic frosting. So how right. like, when you're making these elaborate <laughs> cakes, it's like, whoa, I don't even know how I could. Um, get involved with that but I went to school and then finishing school I was like oh I don't know what to do but I was um, super I'm always thinking of ideas and I kept phoning my dad thinking 
we should do this to help make BackFit Pro more efficient to reach more people or consolidate this. Um, and then it just sort of transpired into him saying, okay, well, why don't you organize this course for me? And why don't you help with this and help kind of help me funnel my emails to be more efficient and all this stuff. And then we were actually on a plane, a little float plane on the way up to the Yukon for a fishing trip together. We used to do an annual father-daughter fishing trip. And um, I was daydreaming out the window thinking of ways to kind of help, help him and help consolidate things because it's such a huge demand on um, his time and he's trying to do the best he can. So I wrote down on a napkin all the things that I would do if I was president of BackFit Pro. <laughs> and then I turned I to him and it. I said, dad, um, I've just been thinking, and I think there's a lot of ways that I could really help BackFit Pro become more efficient, reach the people you're trying to reach and help minimize that demand on your time specifically. Um, so I said, if I was president of BackFit Pro, this is what I do X, Y, Z. And he said, okay, why don't you be president then? Oh <laughs> my said, God. Okay, let's do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the interview right there. That was perfect. Yes, yeah. So it's 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 a really lovely relationship between father and daughter because he's one of my best friends too. So dog walks become business meetings between other things that we're talking about. So it's it's a really great partnership and I'm really I'm really lucky to be part of part of this company that is really strives to help people who are suffering. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. I'm like putting myself <laughs> in your shoes and I'm like all warm. I'm like, oh, if I just was like, dad, here's all my ideas. My dad would be like, heck yeah, let's go. Like, let's do it. You know, like that's so cool. And, and that's so amazing to hear that origin story. And it all started with a relationship and you can tell with BackFit Pro in general is just, it's so relationship based and trying to help everybody wherever they're at in their situation and really get to the root of what's going on. So that's, it's so cool to see those connections from one end to the other. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So when it comes to the company in itself, right? Like how did, like, obviously he started researching and putting together, it's almost like, cause Sam and I are obviously entrepreneurs as well. And it's like, that's how so many of our things start. It's like, all right, we're going to, we come up with this, okay, this is an issue that we're working on. And then all of a sudden it becomes, well, I'll put this course together. And then I, you start making like handouts for other people. And then you're like, well, that could go to a lot of people. And then it becomes a business. And it's like, so how did BackFit Pro go from being just his research into how did he then make it into a business? Or what do you guys do now? Like, what's your main, if someone was like, what's BackFit Pro? What is this? What would that answer be? That's a tricky one to answer because it's yeah. the mission is help people restore pain-free activity who are suffering from back pain. That is the whole point of BackFit Pro. But we have at the patient level, um, Professor McGill, my dad, Stuart, he, mm -hmm. he sees some patients occasionally, so he still does some consulting. But um, it also is at the practitioner and clinician level. So Sam is one of our awesome McGill Method certified practitioners. So by training practitioners and master clinicians around the world that helps reach patients that way too, so that um, it's not all directly through working with Professor McGill. And then he also has courses to teach those clinicians and practitioners. And then he has textbooks for practitioners and clinicians, and then a book written for the lay public as well. So the end goal trickles down to helping the individual get out of back pain, but there's uh, a few layers 
there to kind of help bring it together. And it never, it, it was never planned to become a business or a company. It was, he wrote a few books to supplement his university courses he was teaching. And he was doing a lot of research with a lot of colleagues around the world. And then they would say, oh, we're really interested in this. Can you come teach our people how to do that? And then he kept teaching the same topics by request. So he said, I'm gonna make this into a course on converging on a precise diagnosis, the McGill method assessment, and then package that and then offer that when people would um, ask for those those methods and assessments to be taught and then there's a course for enhancing performance for either a group of trainers or a group of um, athletes to sometimes take that course so there's these different packages that have sort of evolved based on people being curious and what he's doing and seeing how effective it's been for a lot of people and then it sort of built itself into these chunks and then that's where I wanted to help um, when I came on say, okay, dad, there's a lot going on here. Let's try to bring it together into a company, um, which BackFit Pro was existing. It was just a little bit chaotic because he, he was focusing on the research and helping people in like a million different outlets. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, let's bring this back. And first thing I did was make an operations manual and go through each part of the company and try to really consolidate and make things more, more efficient and effective. Oh my gosh. So awesome. That's so good. I know. Wait, how many times? How many times on our podcast does our guest talk, and then we're just sitting there like we just wow. like sit there and stare at each other, and I'm like, that's freaking awesome. We get so inspired by everybody because that's a thing. It's Absolutely. like we are all doing stuff that could be that could seem so different. Like okay, like I'm a I'm a personal trainer. I'm in person. I I do I run a blog. I I do I do product stuff. I do like I I'm all over the place right for the last ten years, and then like. Sam, it's like trainer, McGill method certified, blah, 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 blah. And then you like president of that and like your whole story. And it's like, as much as we are different, it's all coming. The people that we're bringing on, all of their end goals are to help, uh, help other people. I mean, that's what this is. Like the reason we bring Absolutely. people on to share their stories is it all without us prompting anything, everything comes back to everyone's helping. Everyone's trying to help people. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the goal. And, and I really appreciate the idea that we've all started with writing something down on a napkin. Like that's really <laughs> how like the best idea you're like, yes. all right, I want to help people. I don't know all the details, but I'm just going to start this thing. And all of a sudden you blink two, three, five, ten 10 years go by and you're in such a different position. But again, it all started with that initial, just writing it down on a napkin, which I think is the coolest thing. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing though. It's those moments when you're not trying to think of something that it takes off that block of trying and then it just streams through and you get those those business downloads or whatever they are and then they can turn into something really amazing. So, Absolutely. so I have a question for Sam, actually. Um, okay, all right, here we go. Adjusting the old... Just the old glasses here. I realized as halfway through, I'm like, I'm blurry and then I put my glasses on. Um, Sam. Let's do yes. a little background of you with the McGill method. How did you, like, as someone who researches me, like I'm taking courses every year to keep, obviously to keep up with my certifications mm -hmm. and I take things that I'm interested in and I want to learn about and I'm constantly being a student, like my background's in teaching and it's like, I will always be a student first and I will always learn the things that I want to learn and teach other people. But how do, does one find this? Like, did you have a back problem, Sam? Did someone you know of a back problem? Like, how did you yeah. find this? 
And how did, how were you like, I'm going to get certified. These people are legit. Like, what was your story with them? When I tell you it started uh, that, how I wanted to do this, I actually started with a napkin for it. Like not even making that up, but (laughs) the the napkin comes later. Um, so I had an athlete uh, a few years ago now. I, geez, four or five years ago, I think. You're get, we're getting um, old, Sam. We're getting old. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It's you can't tell by the hair, but it's yes. definitely getting older. <laughs> uh, but so I had an athlete who had an injury from playing baseball. He was he dove in the outfield, and his legs actually came over his head, kind of like scorpioned in the field. Um, ended up herniating two discs and had a bulging disc. And his, I, his, essentially, his doctors he was working with at the time were like, you're just probably not going to play baseball ever again, right? So he had this diagnosis of doom. And I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know if that's 100% true. So like, I started doing research, I started looking up, like, professionals in the field of the lumbar spine, professionals in the field of back health and recovery. And this name kept coming up, McGill, McGill, McGill. Miguel, everywhere. I was like, who is this guy? I started checking out his books and I was, I listened to podcasts again, full circle podcasts there, uh-huh. watching videos. And then I had a connection with Brian Carroll and I heard about his story and I picked up a, a copy of the gift of injury. I read that and I had known well, pause. Oh, who's Brian, Brian Carroll, story? world record power lifter. Um, yeah, and he had, I, and Sarah can probably give way more information on it. He had such severe spine damage from powerlifting from, didn't he actually fall? Wasn't it like one of his injuries was that he actually fell like on his tailbone at some point, And then he went to, I forgot what the actual finite details of that were, but the main, de- the main focus is the fact that a world record powerlifter who's had a thousand pounds a thousand over a thousand pounds on his back over 50 times in competition suffered a low back injury a spinal injury that would actually he split his sacrum for what i remember yep and to hear the story of how he came back from that utilizing the knowledge of of dr mcgill to not only come back to pain-free living he's he just squatted 1300 pounds like a couple months ago holy yes yeah, me too. Like, That's my warm-up. Like unbelievable. You know? <laughs> right? So I hear this story and I'm like, okay. Brian was in a much worse of a situation than my athlete was. Let me start implementing some of the things I've learned from the books that I picked up from uh, from Dr. McGill. So I started implementing a little bit, just kind of researching the knowledge that he has, has given out. And my athlete was like, a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. And his surgeon, who he was going to go get surgery, said, I don't know what you did, but he, he's, he's moving well, he's feeling better, and he doesn't need surgery. So I was like, I was sold. I was like, okay, here we go. Like, this is a thing. Like, this is, like, more people need to know this information. More people need to be aware that this is a, this is a way to truly not only get out of pain, but also the performance end of thing it's it's a way to boost performance and to be a better athlete at whatever sport you want to play so again i, I just with all the information out there i, I saw that there was a <laughs> a mcgill there was only one certification week and in buffalo new york 
and it was within like three to four weeks. I got on a wait list. I didn't think I was actually going to be able to go. I get the call. They're like, you got a spot if you want it. And it was like a you couple You were on the days. wait list. I was oh on the wait gosh. list. Oh my gosh. It was meant to be. <laughs> the wait list. And they called me. They're like, a spot opened up. Do you want it? I was like, uh, yeah, for sure. So within, it was the next week, I found myself renting a car, driving up to Buffalo, New York, which is like a snow long- Snow capital like, of the US. Snow <laughs> capital, like into the snow with my Ford Fiesta- like just hammering north, right? All the way to Buffalo, New York to spend a weekend learning from uh, Dr. Ed Cambridge, Dr. Stuart McGill. And luckily enough for me, Brian Carroll showed up to teach the, the performance day. So like now I'm fanboying like the entire time, like, cause I've like always been into powerlifting. I always follow up with Elite FDS and what Brian Carroll's doing. So like just to have that connection, um, and it, and the reason I, I signed up for it, cause I was doing my, uh, writing down my goals for the year on it. Ironically, it was, it was a napkin, a napkin that I had. Can we get sponsored <laughs> and, by a dang napkin yeah, company? Yeah. yeah, yeah right? <laughs> so I was eating, I was actually eating dinner and like writing down my goals. And I was like, I wrote down McGill method certified and I circled it. And then like a couple of days later, I got the call about the wait list being open. And I was like, I'm there. 100%. So I put me in that four PSL. Let's go. I was like, here we go. We're going. We're going We're north. Going. Yes. We're going north. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was, it was an amazingly awesome and overwhelming opportunity. Like me at the time, I was like, huh, strength coach, personal trainer. And I'm like walking in. It's like, doctor, doctor, doctor. I'm like, I'm in the right room. Like, this yes. is the room I need to be in. <laughs> this is super cool. Um, so yeah, it was such an awesome time, such a, an amazing amount of information and just hands-on knowledge exchanged in a relatively short amount of time that like I left there and I was like, nope, this is, this is the thing. This is what I'm doing. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is what I do from now on. So yeah, yeah, it was a really cool, amazing opportunity for sure. I have to say too, um, we are very lucky and thankful to have you on our team. I remember one of the first referrals we sent you, I think pretty soon after you became certified, I got an email like that hours after he worked with you saying how transformative that first session had been. And he was so grateful to work with you. And we're just like, we are so happy to have Sam Brown on our team. So you're very, your clients are really lucky to work with you. So, well, wow. yeah. Thank I support you, you in what you do. And we're, we're <laughs> very happy that you got called on that wait list. So yes, thanks for joining us. Well, I'm well, one of those you. clients that was working with Sam and <laughs> literally like with tears in my eyes. And there's so many stories before this episode, Sarah, of like what I went through personally, but it, the beauty of not only Sam, but like, obviously the, the foundation that you guys have over there too is he, there was never a, we just did, we just, our last podcast was all about the mindset of injury and how you are not your injury. Like we, like there, I mean, there are some things obviously that are, if you snap a bone in half, obviously that bone has to re recover and like come back together. But there are other ways that we can feel better. And that I, that isn't the most traditional sense of just getting pain medicine. Cause when I first 
was reaching out to doctors and there's nothing wrong with doctors. I'm just saying when I first was reaching out to like a neurologist and I was like, Hey, I'm having these weird symptoms, blah, blah, blah. Before I started working with Sam, cause I was desperate. I was like, what's going on? Like, I'm a trainer, like get my act together. Let's go. Like we can do this. And it was like, what is going on with me? And so I reached out to a lot of different people and there, the first thing he did was send me a, a prescription for, for, for pain and was like, here, like here's mu- oh, muscle relaxers. It was muscle relaxers. And I remember being like, I'm not going to go pick that up. Like, I know that for me, it was something deeper and it was something that we could figure out what the root of it was. And that is just from years, very similar to you having a father in that industry. My mom actually is a personal trainer. So I grew up with being in that personal trainer, seeing how my mom treated her clients, seeing how she trained, like changed their lives, seeing how she was like made them feel better and, and about themselves. And I remember being so, it came so natural to me when I started being, when I became, when I went through my own of like what I'm going to do and knew that. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was like, this is my passion in fitness and being so natural with it because I had watched my mom for so many years. I essentially had a internship my whole life, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was like an intern of my mom, all the years I spent doing homework in the corner of her client's basement on their pool table while I'm doing homework and they're training over in the corner. Like there are so many behind the scenes moments that have like shaped who I became. And so I always like intuitively knew that if something was popping up with myself, that if it that I knew that there was probably a root cause into what was going on. And so even though I was reaching out to medical doctors, I and got testing done and everything, I, I got the black and white answers that I needed. But then what do you do after? And like, so a lot of, I think a lot of people fall into, especially for me, someone in this industry, I'm sitting there in the office and, and the neurologist is like, hey, you're fine. Like, don't come back unless like, you know, X, Y, Z, like we've done this twice now, like you're okay. But you need to go get your core stronger. You need to go whatever. And then that's all they do. That's all he told me. And then I was like, obviously he was then able to refer to PT, but I had my people. I was like, all right, I'm good. I have my group of people that I'm going to go to. Right. And so they did what they could. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think so many people that aren't trainers and don't have the background of being like, I can get more help to feel better they just go through the motions of, I was told this, and, and this is what I am. And I am this injury and I am this slip disc and I am this, this, and then they can only help to a certain point, And then they send you on your own and say, go to PT, go get help. And hopefully people fall in with someone that's amazing at what they do and they can help them. But the beauty of Sam was that he didn't make me feel broken. Like I felt almost when I would ask questions to other people, I almost felt like, I don't want to say I felt stupid, but I kind of was like, is anyone listening to me? Like, are you really listening to what I'm feeling? And then when it came to Sam and our PT at the gym, we are they're they're amazing. The PT staff that we have over at the gym, but they actually listened to me. Like Sam was like, come here, let's sit down and talk. He was looking at me. I could feel him like listening to me and I was being heard. And then for the first time, I didn't feel broken. I didn't feel hopeless. I didn't feel 
like I was never going to get better. And that's a really scary place to be for someone who my body is my job and I need to be, I want to be able to be mobile and work with my clients. And I was in a really low spot. And so in me kind of like showing you that Sam's an awesome person for working with you guys, but (laughs) but I'm just saying that we just talked about, it's like, and I wonder, um, this is turning into a question. I wonder if you see in, in the world that you guys are in so many people that probably come to get help that feel so hopeless and helpless and like no one's listening to them. And then they end up having these stories of success and, 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 you know, and triumph over these, these quote unquote, you know, these, these injuries, right? Like these injuries that some people I know, a lot of adults will be like, Oh, I have a bad back. And that's their story. I have a bad back. I can't do this. I can't do this. I got a bad back. I can't lift this. I can't do this. And I always, it just never sat right with me. Cause I was always like, but maybe we could get better. Like, you know, it's like, so I wonder for you, like, what do you see? What do you see people coming? Like, do you see people coming like that? And what, what does that turnaround look like? Yeah. Um, a lot of what you have explained uh, as part of your story is so common with back pain and people losing hope because they've been told, okay, take this, take these muscle relax- relaxers instead of take a few deep breaths and allow adaptation to happen, allow that relaxation to happen through breath and relaxing. We have our own, you don't have to take a pill. You can relax your muscles if you're given the right tools and working with someone who can coach that with you as well. And actually I did hear that Sam did some of that work right off the bat with you just to allow you to breathe and relax. And that's that's a huge part of rehab. It's not just um, the, the physical uh, exercise and movement and adaptations. We need rest to allow that to occur as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of the emails and messages that I receive through um, being the president of BackFit Pro, people will come to me and then I kind of funnel them to the appropriate practitioners are people who are in a really low place and sometimes suicidal. And it is extremely difficult to read these messages of people who have absolutely lost hope, not only of feeling better, but sometimes of living life because of back pain. And they don't have, they don't see any, they haven't been given or see any glimmer of hope to feel better or they have no idea tomorrow they think well it could be worse but it's definitely not being better right it's probably going to stay the same just constant struggle with their back pain and then that starts to affect hurt people hurt people right so if they're living with people their relationships start to deteriorate because they're in so much pain and everything they're doing is coming from that place of pain i've received really aggressive and and angry emails as well. And then later on, someone will apologize and say, I'm so sorry, I was in so much pain. I didn't know how to communicate and it came across really unprofessional. Mm. And that it's, <laughs> it's heartbreaking to go through those emails, but that again, motivates what we're trying to do. And I've added a line to a lot of my emails because I know a lot of people are coming from a place of low hope and lost hope. I like to say in my email, when I sense that somebody is at that stage, just don't lose hope. Let's see what we can do to help you. Just don't lose hope because even just having that shift in your energy of feeling, okay, maybe there's something that we can do. These people are on my side. These people want to help me. They don't want to just spend 10 minutes and prescribe something and move on to the next. Um, 
just restoring that hope and saying, okay, you haven't exhausted all, all options. If you haven't spent three to four hours with a clinician, understanding your whole story, doing provocative testing, understanding the mechanisms, but also understanding the lifestyle factors. Maybe you can't go for a walk outside, or maybe there's so much tension in your body, you can't allow things to relax. So there's so many factors that contribute to back pain and then can kind of all spiral for people to lose hope and affect all areas of their life. It's just spending that time to listen to someone's story and helping them. And that's why our, our certified practitioners, as, as you experienced with Sam and our master clinicians, they'll sometimes spend a few hours with, with their patients to really get their full story. And a lot of it is, is people skills as well, just listening. And as you said, you wanted to be heard and <laughs> have your story shared and, and restore hope through that way. And then on top of that, obviously, is the um, approaches rooted in science and evidence and looking at the mechanical causes and then coaching from there as well. But a lot of what I've seen is, um, yeah, just having people have that glimmer of hope. And that is one of the main factors of why I'm um, a practitioner myself now is because I wanted to be on the front lines working with people as well instead of just behind my computer um, trying to kind of funnel information and and resources so yeah I'm really excited to work with people as well and and do what Sam's doing and what you're doing working one-on-one -on -one with people to to help so I started doing that a little bit but yeah but that's exactly what Sam did I went in thinking he's going to like, I'm going to go through a workout. He's going to put me in, like, I'm going to be doing like core stuff, like right away. And I literally laid on the floor and like decompressed and like was doing breathing. And by the time I, it was an hour, I laid there for an hour and we talked <sighs> and I, I was breathing. And I remember like leaving and him being like, that's exactly what you needed. And I was like, it was exactly what I mm. needed. I went in there we're both very empathetic. Sam and I have learned right about ourselves, but it's like, I can feel things with my clients and he can feel things with his clients. And he was just felt me. And he was like, your energy is so here. No wonder you're feeling this way. It's like, we need to mm. bring it here and let's really feel what's going on. Well, yeah. I mean, that was our, our second meeting, right? Like yeah. our first one, remember our first oh, one? Our first we, one. Yes. We I'm chatted. Sorry. It was like, it was like three and a half hours. Yes. And at the end of it, yes. we were both sweating. Like, yes. <laughs> like it was like it would just jumped into everything. Like it, it, but you have to. You have to understand who that person is, what that person is coming to you with, what experiences that person has, what their daily habits are. Everything. It's so in depth. And I was like, all right, we're gonna follow up on this after a couple of days. See how you feel. But then it was that second time where you were like just like everything started kind of compressing again. And I was like, okay, we need to breathe. We need to yeah. have some tummy time here yes. and uh, decompress a little bit and just breathe. And like you left, like it was like a different look in your eyes when you left. It was like, oh, like it, it'll be okay. Everything I was like okay. a lost puppy coming into you. Like, and I was almost like embarrassed because I, I'm like, I'm a trainer. I need to like have my stuff together and I need to be able to take care of myself. And we just talked about this on the episode last episode was until I reached out for help until I started to realize that I couldn't do it on my own and I didn't need to know everything. I was like, all right, Casey, like you don't know everything. And there are things that you need to learn. And from working with Sam, I have been able to implement so many things, not only into my training. And I look back in like the last 10 years of training and being like, 
wow, I could have done so much better. Like, you know, it's like, we didn't know enough. And now it's like for now it's trickling into my clients of being like, noticing with them different things that I've never noticed before, because Sam has been able to help me so much that now I'm able to help other people. And that is the goal, right? We want to be able for it to trickled out into other humans. And that's a beautiful thing, but I'm interested too, in if you could maybe elaborate on what the, like, what is the method? What, I don't know if that's like a secret sauce that you don't tell the recipe, but it's like what, like, I feel like in so many occasions, this world and Sam will, I know, agree with this because we've talked about this, but we are in a world, a fitness industry that is so extreme. It's one side and the other. And it's like, you've got the you know, I don't want to always say Instagram is what it is, but it's like, you have like the way people look is that extreme. Like, here's my butt, my butt's big. I want a bigger this. I want a bigger that. That is like one side that can be very frustrating for people like Sam and I that are on this side that are like, okay, great. You looking good or you feeling good is a byproduct of, of us putting in this work and making your body move efficiently. Like that is where we are. And it's like, we want people's quality of life to be better. And if your butt looks better because of what we're doing, that's a awesome addition, right? Like it's like that, that needs, you know, it's like our focus is very, in it for, in it to win it. Like we are in it for these people to feel better. And so I, I wonder like for people that are listening and they're like, Oh, I've heard Casey and Sam talk about this method and what's helped Casey and whatever. I could tell you what I went through and Sam put me through, but maybe both of you could elaborate on what does it look like? What does it look like to be a patient to come in? Or what is it something that people can take away from this that they're like, Oh, I could be implementing that into my own thing too, my own story too. Right. Okay. Um, I'll, maybe I'll start. I think it's interesting for me to explaining the McGill method because I've watched it develop over the past couple decades. And right. so Sam probably has it at a more efficient viewpoint since you've gone through it at a, at a pr- practitioner level. But um, the McGill method is not a one, two, three step of you have back pain. Okay, we're going to do this first, this second, this third. It's more about phases. So the first phase is assessment, understanding that person's um, pain triggers, lifestyle factors. So understanding the person in front of you at a mechanical level, um, either diagnosing or not, maybe it's motions, postures, and loads, what's contributing to the pain. The second level is um, reprogramming motor and motion patterns to avoid the pain triggers. So that's where a lot of movement coaching comes in and using movement tools that you're moving throughout the day in a spine sparing way. If you think of your back as a piggy bank, that's a common analogy that we use. Um, you wanna be putting dollars into your, into your piggy bank every time you sit in and out of the chair. Cause if you do that in a way that potentially is triggering your specific um, mechanical issue there, then you're taking money out so that when you go to pick up your dog later, you could have a, an acute attack or you could be resilient if you have a few dollars left over. So the second phase is sort of reprogramming those little habits that are accumulating and contributing to overall spine hygiene. And then from there, we start addressing the deficits and building um, a common one is to build that core and spine stability, which I think Casey, you're seeing um, how that can help too by building that whole guy wire system around your spine to help stabilize. Um, And then also building appropriate mobility where it's 
where it's necessary and needed in the body to help um, to help mobilize you as well. So, um, and then from there, you can, depending on the person's goals, if they just want to be a pain-free person enjoying walking their dog, then that's the goal you take them to. Or if there's performance training, then there's certain principles that guide the training, but there's no certain method of, if you want to be a high performance athlete, this is what we're going to do with you. It's like, no, okay. If you're, if you're in baseball, well, if, if you're a pitcher, it's going to be a different, different track than other positions, right? Because we're, we're, we're thinking of each element broken down of what your goal is. Okay, do we need to build strength or elasticism and storing and recovering elastic energy? Or there's all these different elements within the phases. So it's hard to explain the method. It's not, um, yeah, it's not a, a three-step process, but there's phases that are very tailored to that person specific, um, the person in front of you. I love that. Yeah, I couldn't have done any better. That was, <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, and it is. It's it's a it's essentially a principles based approach to uh, helping people with whatever situation in their low back they are they're struggling with, right? And it and it it all boils down to understanding who that person is, what their triggers are, what their lifestyle factors are, and just understanding what that person is coming to you with, and their even their their thoughts about it. Their because someone's program for you know uh i'm gonna use the term a type a athlete that is like go 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 all the time you may have to tap the brakes right like casey with you i had to kind of tap the brakes i was like can i raise (laughs) my hand or is he pulling me out yeah 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 so it's it's a lot of that interpersonal communication as well and being able to again have those conversations with people and understand who they are coming to you with their experiences, their, you know, habits, their physical, mental, emotional, everything that's going on. It's, it's, it's a lot more than just do this, do this, do this. Right. And I know a lot of people in the fitness industry, when they want to have some sort of certification or any sort of, you know, educational experience, a lot of times it's a system of if this, then this, right. But you need to actually think about the principles behind what it is you're trying to do and how to best implement those principles for that person's particular needs. I know a lot of people get frustrated with um, when they're, when they're studying the McGill method or they come to the courses and they say, yes, but what about when this person comes with this, what do we do? And then the answer is always, it depends. I would need to see that person and do a thorough assessment to be able to to guide the answer based on the principles and the evidence. So it's a lot of people get frustrated because it's, it's not a, um, it's not a simple progression with, with everyone, even in categories, there's subcategories of, of patterns and working with specific people. So it's really, it's really about mastering the craft. And that's why, for example, our master clinicians, they'll take years of working um, with patients with Professor McGill and really mastering the craft. So that's what it's about. It's, 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 um, it's one of, it's a, it's a difficult process to go through One I'm going through right now. I'm halfway through my certification exams myself. So I've been learning a ton of all of the nuances and it's a lot as Sam will speak to as well. It's, it's tricky to summarize in words, all of these different elements that come into play with the McGill method. (laughs) And that's like the, if I hope that any trainer listening to this or like, whether you're not a trainer, you are a trainer, it's 
we just talked about this the other day too. It's such an awesome like overlap of meeting people where they are and being like your story is so individual and it depends. And that's like people, the amount of messages that, that we get sometimes of just like DMS being like, Hey, I haven't talked to you in 10 years and I am looking to lose five pounds. What do I do? Like, God bless them. I want you to want to reach out. I'm so happy you did, but wow, is that a loaded question? Like it is, it depends. Let's, we need to have a full sit down. I need to have a consult with you. We need to talk about what you, are you sleeping enough? Is your stress high? Like the, the, that it's that whole, you have to take that person as a whole. It can't, everyone is completely individual. Um, and it also, when you do that, and then it's also when, when they're, you know, um, you know, putting money towards these services, right. They're also more inclined to be like, yeah, I am going to put money in a place that is taking into account my whole situation and all the work they're putting in, because it's really easy just to send someone a little, a little thing like, yeah, do this, do that bye. you know, like for no money at all. But you, when people respect the work that you've put in and the credentials that you have and the time that you put in as a trainer, as, as being a McGill, you know, certified, all of these things that people, when they work with you, then they're like, okay, like this is worth everything I'm putting into this because I'm actually getting something out of this. Like you're getting what you're giving, right? It's like, you're getting what you're giving. Um, I'd love to touch on though, going back to the power lifter, not that I am anywhere near his, his ability level, but what I'm saying in this, in this kind of situation I was in that I had never been a part of this particular, uh, approach to things. Right. I, I was so humbled by the movements Sam had me doing. Cause I went in and I was like, yeah, like I'm strong. Like, you know, like I teach my classes and I do this and I lift and I do deadlift this and blah, 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 blah. And then we would be in a session and he'd be like, so I want you just to stay on your knees and go into a side plank position. And then I want you to tuck your butt and squeeze and, and all of a sudden I'm like, why is this so hard? Like, why is this so hard? Like sweating. Sweating. sweating and it's like sweating. or being in like a, <laughs> yeah. a like just simple movement pattern that he would show me and I'd be like yeah 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 and then I'd like go do it and I'm like I'm shaking so it's so I think Sam had said when we started this was that the the power lifter you were talking about was was could lift all that weight but when you had him do like the curl up it was like impo- like it was so hard and it's like So I'd love for maybe like Sam or Sarah to touch on like these movements and maybe just a couple of them as to like what Sam, maybe even what Sam had me do or why that would be beneficial for somebody to be doing. Yeah. So for you specifically, um, the difference came with, and Sarah can probably add to this as well, um, the intent of the movement, right? You, your intention was, was way, you weren't exercising right? Like it, it wasn't just the movement itself. You were putting the intent where it needed to be to get the stimulus that you were looking for, right? So that takes, like that's, it took effort. It took effort to do these things well, to do them with the intent that we were looking for. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, no, I never put this much thought <laughs> into what my body was doing during a side plank or a bird dog, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, and, and that makes a big difference. And I'm sure Sarah can attest to that as well. 
For sure. Yeah, the mind-body connection during these exercises um, are huge. If we're talking about the, the, big, the big three specifically, and really thinking about all the way in the bird dog from your his, your your fist to your heel and you're saying I like to combine yeah. words, words. That's, that, I'm like yes yeah, Sarah uh, that I do made it me all feel so time. at home like that me was too. like oh that's a Caseyism that's a Caseyism yeah. <laughs> I combine words and I'm like yeah. sorry guys I you know what I mean like those two words together I'm sorry go ahead that was amazing. well that can make it efficient if you're trying to cue someone to think yes. about their fist and their heel the the hist, come on, Boom. hist. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I'm there with you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So just using those neurons and sending them to those locations to help activate things instead of thinking of um, the movement in total, but those little compartments that you can really work on and activate in those exercises. It's amazing what you can squeeze out of something that looks so easy. And then once you start turning on different parts of their body with cues it becomes like I can hold a bird dog for 10 seconds and be sweating <laughs> so um it's all about yeah just those little things that'll that'll make them more effective and efficient too um and specifically talking about the big three exercises something else to notice and be aware of is they should never be you should never be breaking into pain in them so um, if someone, if you're feeling pain and you're like, oh, these, these exercises aren't working, they're, they're creating pain, um, then maybe it is as simple as a little tweak of, um, is your, are you hyperextending through your spine? Maybe that's your, your, your pain trigger. Um, or maybe um, you need to help activate more core stability to help stabilize, or there's all these little tweaks within those exercises that yeah, as Sam's saying, to really focus and think of those things. And then it, it makes them so much more difficult, but more effective. And yeah, there, there's a lot to think about in them for sure. Like I was holding, he's like, we're going to do a bird dog. And I'm like, got it. And then I like go into this position and he's like, nope, nope, fix this, squeeze this, press this, blah, blah, tuck this. I was like, by the time I was done, I was like a freaking statue. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so hard to hold this position. And then in my head, I'm like, how many people are just going through this motion and not even getting anything out of it? Like we do these things all the time. Like, we'll be like, I mean, I'm being so honest. Like I would be like, give a modification in my classes and be like, all right. So if you're going to come down, we're going to do a bird dog here. Now I'm like completely different. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> if you're going to do this bird dog, here's what I want you to be focusing on. I don't want this leg shooting up here. And then we're, we're bending here. Like not that I was doing that, but still people that are in zoom that I can't see, like who knows what they're doing. So it's like, it has truly changed the way I've been thinking about so many things. And then also maybe uh, either one of you could really talk about just the benefit of starting from like our center, right? Like starting from, cause I remember being telling Sam, you know, I fell on my left shoulder you know, five years ago, my whole arm went numb. I like jammed something when I fell on it. I think that to this day I have, and Sam knows I've got issues from it. Like I, my left arm ain't so happy in certain movements compared to my right arm, but a lot of my right arm of my right side has a lot of like the, 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 the knots and like whatever. So it's like my, I was always thinking of things separately. And then Sam was like, you know, I really think if we start to really get into that center of you and, and focus from there, you're going to feel it 
in all different areas. You're going to feel the, the symptoms in your feet going away. You're going to feel the symptoms maybe in your neck start to get better. And I was like, wow, like it's true. Like even cause you're, it's not always about, I almost like think of acupuncture in that way. When I remember going to acupuncture and thinking that, okay, my foot hurts. So she's going to put the needles in my foot, but really that's not what acupuncture is. Acupuncture, she put my, put that needle in my upper trap because that pathway is leading down into my foot. So it's like the same kind of concept as these things that we're doing in this spot are actually going to benefit other locations. So maybe you could just touch on, on that, right? Like what, like our mindset maybe behind that, either one of you. Sarah, you want it? <laughs> well, I was just going to point out before we go to that one, I just wanted to mention something on the, the last question too, yeah, that I'd like to course. point out for someone who is kind of at those early stages of building back that core and spine stability to work up to getting back to doing the training that they were doing. So you were mentioning how you thought you'd come in and do the workout right away with Sam, but it was kind of taking a step back and just with Brian Carroll's example, the power lifter who split his sacrum, he had to completely remove his ego for a year and do the big three, um, do his daily interval walking, not doing these crazy lifts he's used to doing. And he had just the prime example of professionalism and investing in himself to build that foundation. So if someone is like, Oh, psh, I can't, I can't give up. Um, lifting or my fitness regime, then unfortunately you're going to stay in pain too. So you have to be able to remove that, that ego and desire to go balls to the wall all the time to tone it back and build that foundation. So those exercises that we are talking about with the bird dog and the modified curl up and side bridge, those sound like very simple exercises, but they are building a foundation to help get you back in a more resilient to enhance performance but also have that foundation to help um, create injury resilience as well, to help stiffen out if there's any sort of um, instability or if there's an injury that you want to build that system around. So I just wanted to point that out too. For I mean, that's for my people. story, Sarah. That's my yeah. story. Like I just, just real side note, like I go in and then we do all these simple things for so long and my training looked completely different than what I've ever done. And then Sam, I would always be like, Sam, so when can I like deadlift again? When can I do this again? You know? And I would always be like coming back and, ah! and now this, okay. We started in like April, Sam, like around that time. And now I, I just hex bar deadlifted like last week for the first time, like in a whole different way I've ever done it in my life. And so it is, it's removing that ego and being like, okay, I need to, and, and I need to give up the comfort of this routine to get better. Cause what I'm doing or what I was doing was not benefiting me at all, you know? And so I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause it's so, it can go to so many different places for so many people with what they're doing. Like if something mm -hmm. hurts over and over and you're not leaving your workouts feeling stronger or better, maybe we need to like readjust what we're doing or rethink what you're doing. You know, you just can't keep hammering the same thing and expect a different, a different result every time. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to, to no, mention so that on the did. last point as well. Yeah. So and now Brian did. just squatted, um, 1,306 pounds. So by doing that and going back <sighs> to that basic level, he was kind of thinking, 
we'll give this a go, but I don't know if this is really going to help. But he had such professionalism that he was committed to the process and trusting um, working with Professor McGill. And they were really kind of trying out this adaptation process. And it ended up making him more resilient and stronger than ever. So it's just having that patience and being able to trust the process, trust yourself and, and build the foundation. So. And actually, like a fun side note of Brian Carroll, I was down at Elite FTS a couple of years ago and I was talking to Dave and he was saying that Brian showed up for a seminar to teach and in, the, in Elite FTS, which is like the powerlifting capital of America, he was doing his bird dogs, everything, while everybody else was trying to max out on everything. So he, like, he can go into that environment and to just do what he needs to do to get himself better is like the coolest story that I heard. For sure. It takes courage too. Cause it's, mm. everyone is subconsciously comparing themselves to other sure. people and fear of judgment and all these things. So it's, it's a, it's a big thing to be able to do that. So yeah, we're Brian's a good friend of ours now and he's an amazing guy and, and very professional. So it's a, it's a great story. It's actually, it's in a book called gift of injury. If anyone's interested in reading that recovery story. And again, going back to restoring hope, reading those stories and just familiarizing yourself with someone who is even maybe in a worse situation that you are. And then seeing how they've overcome that helps even just that first step of getting that hope and seeing a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so that helps, helps the process get going. If you're feeling stuck somewhere. Oh my gosh. I love that. I need to get that book. <laughs> I'll send you a copy. <laughs> oh, thanks Sarah. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I didn't even mean that. I was just like, I need to read that. Like that, yeah. I can write my own now. The gift of injury and the gift of Casey really for yeah. Sam. The gift oh of yeah. You're a gift. You're a gift. I am That's wrapping myself sure. like a present under the tree. I am a gift. I am a gift. Um, but either Sam or Sarah, just to touch on for, for people maybe to take away from this, as far as like core or, you know, the, the basics, the basic foundation of, of what you guys do, like why, why would, if someone comes in with like upper back situations or this or that, why start with like, why a bird dog would make them benefit? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? Yeah. So it's the idea that proximal stiffness creates distal athleticism. I'm basically testing Sam. I know. I was like, oh, I know that's one. I know Sarah that. DM'd me before this and was like, all right, so we're going to question him and I need okay. you to put him on the Side side. When, when I did take the exam for the certification, the, the, the whole process of like having the assessment done, like having a, a, someone I need to work with, that was the most like sweat inducing I sweat I guess <laughs> when I'm nervous but like it was in your so, cheeks yeah, turn red is. stop it stop it <laughs> um no so, so it's go back idea. to that big word and explain what that is so essentially to have adequate movement throughout your body that needs to come from a stable platform right so for example, and you, I'll just use you as the example. I'm the best you, example, really, for yeah. all of this stuff. Well, you are a gift. All so. the gifts that I give uh, you, all my injuries. <laughs> so with you, you were doing all these movements without the prerequisite stability at your core to be able to sustain that stable spinal position to do them in a safer manner, right? So yes, you can deadlift, but your spine was not in a spine sparing state being stabilized by that guy wire system of the core musculature 360 degrees 
therefore that force was being put into your lower back as opposed to the musculature surrounding that stable spine. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm. And, <laughs> and, and I wanted to add that someone who's listening, who isn't a trainer, who hasn't worked with you, who maybe is experiencing some low back situations or just not feeling, uh, their best in, in general. Um, one of the biggest things I had learned too, and then you can elaborate on this, but was Sam was like, so I just want you to go over and I want you to pick your bag up. And I was like, this is definitely a freaking test. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm not. And I was like looking down. I like, I wasn't really like. Yeah. You're like, go go grab your bag. Yeah. And, (laughs) but it's amazing. The little things we do throughout our days that could be a, a adding to our issues. Right. So like when I was, when like Sam has seen me do so many things, he'll be like, Hey, And I'm like, oh crap. Like I bent down, I bend over to pick something up. Like how many, for me, I'm lifting weights all day, like carrying them to clients, putting them back, re-racking them. I sometimes never thought about, obviously I wouldn't like round to pick them up all the time, but it's like, there are moments where I'm lifting things from a not optimal position because I'm just like, oh, I got to put that back and get to the next thing. How many times are people, the school teacher picking up something off the floor every day over and over and over again. And then that becomes an issue. And then it's, oh, the plumber, like my dad is underneath people's sinks, like in their cabinets. Like how many times is he going to the ground correctly and getting up correctly? Like there are things that we do subconsciously without even realizing that could be adding to our issues. So if you could maybe just elaborate on what that is over and over and over again, why is that so obviously bad for us, but still maybe things they can think of that when they're doing X, Y, Z, how to do it, how to literally lift something off the floor, like correctly. Right. Okay. (laughs) Um, So our spine is the most resilient, injury resilient in neutral. So that's preserving the natural curve in your spine. So a lot of the movement tools that we'll coach is maintaining that neutral spine in combination with holding that um, abdominal brace that is also built with the big three, with the front sides and back, that whole 360 guy wire system. So moving in a way where you're preserving that neutral spine so that if you're going to the floor, perhaps you can do a lunge, keeping that spine in neutral instead of bending and rounding into flexion. Um, Disc injuries happen, for example, a disc herniation. The mechanism that creates a disc herniation is repeated bending. And especially it's accelerated to get to that injury point of an acute attack um, if it's loaded bending as well. So throughout the day, you can be kind of setting yourself up and loading the trigger for an acute back episode. And then the time you pick up the pencil is the time that something happens and creates the pain because your, your spine has been bending through extension and flexion instead of using your ball and socket joints, which are your hips and shoulders around that proximal stiffness that Sam was just talking about using your hips either to do a hip hinge and sit back and squat into the chair instead of using your spine to kind of extend out and hooch yourself out of the chair. So it's being mindful of how can I use my hips, shoulders, knees, ankles, those joints that are meant to create motion and athleticism while preserving my spine in more of a stable, neutral, neutral position. So there's lots of different movement tools that you can use and adapt to different things that you have to do throughout the day, but that's sort of the 
the overarching principle to be most resilient. Sam? <laughs> Dude, that was it. Like, that was, <laughs> nailed it. Like, I'm nailed like, yeah. It. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're like Miss America. Like, um, yeah. so here's your question. And what is your answer? You have five <laughs> seconds and go. But it's true because these two, these two, I feel like I'm, I'm like surrounded you know, by, and I am, I am surrounded by these super knowledgeable humans. So I always, I just want to like ask questions and like selfishly have answers for myself. Cause I'm like, I'm always thinking of, cause I always, I take in podcasts as well as someone who's just trying to learn and grow. And I'm just always thinking like, what, if someone's listening, what are they going to take away from this? And what are they going to, you know, what's going to, what can they have learned from this episode that even if you're not a trainer and you're not looking to be a trainer, but like, what can you do in your everyday life? That's going to help you. So maybe Sarah, if you want to kind of like wrap us up here on what would you love people to take away from, from what your mission is and from what we've talked about and just in general, like what would, what would be like your whole wrap up of everything? Great. Okay. Um, well, if you are experiencing back pain, which sort of has been the, the theme of this whole podcast, um, first of all, don't lose hope. Unless you've exhausted all options, you've seen a master clinician, a master of the craft, and they are still stumped and um, you've kind of exhausted all options, don't lose hope, right? Um, we're, there's a team of people around the world who want to help you and have been trained to understand what's going on. So keep the hope and then also look for resources that actually educate you on what's going on in your in your spine so that you know you know how to be resilient and you know what's maybe causing your pain pain is an amazing teacher right it teaches us when maybe we're doing something that's not literally in alignment with how our body's supposed to move or in alignment with our life in a in a certain way as well so just make sure that you're open to learning what's going on in your back and in your life. And then also seeking out help when you need it from, um, I'm just gonna have to recommend what I know has worked and helped thousands around the world. Yes. Um, you can go to backfitpro.com. We have a list of master clinicians and certified practitioners around the world. And Professor McGill too has written a book called Back Mechanic and he wrote that for the lay public. So it teaches you how the spine works, how it gets injured, and then guides you through a self-assessment to understand your specific pain triggers of what's maybe causing your pain and keeping you in pain, and then how to build a foundation for pain-free activity from there while addressing the deficits and then building up the stability and mobility where it's needed as well. Um, it also addresses surgery if you need it or not a lot many vast majority of people can avoid surgery through these approaches um, when they've been recommended to have surgery like sam's example of his first client was the prime example too so um yeah just just make sure that every if you're at home feeling like oh i don't know what to do just take control of um educating yourself to know what's going on and work with the people that want to work with you too and i know that all of our mcgill method practitioners and clinicians are are compassionate humans that's another huge part of um what we do so so yes I hope that helps <laughs> totally totally Sam do you want to add on anything there yeah no the hope thing is huge right um another thing that I was actually just talking to uh, a client yesterday about was they didn't understand that they started to take ownership 
of the situation. You know, as soon as they stop seeing themselves as a victim, that this is happening to them, it's like, yes, this is happening, but this, there is always something that we can do. We can work together um, as a team to really help you understand what's going on. And yeah, don't lose hope. That's huge. Absolutely. I mean, that was my biggest thing. I was like, I am going to be a broken record probably every time we talk about this stuff, but it's like, I was in such a low place and I, I felt like nobody could help me and nobody, I had no, I had no way out of what I was going to be dealing with the quote unquote rest of my life. Like I was like, this is it. We're done. Like, I'm not gonna be able to be a trainer anymore. Like I'm having all these issues. And then, like I said, like Sam instilled that hope in me and, it, and then it helped me build a team around me that had hope in me. So it was like, I, our PT friends were able to help me. And then I found a chiropractor who was, who looked at me and was like, Hey, we're going to get rid of your symptoms. And that's the first time anyone has all, all of my team has just been like, Oh, you got this. And that, and it, it truly is what you do on your own because Sam, like all these places I've gone to, you leave and then it's, what do you do after? So it's like, Mm -hmm. you can get adjusted, but are you going to hold that adjustment? Because you're not, you're not, you're not putting in the work outside of it. You can have, you can work with Sam for three hours, but if you're not, I put in the sweaty work, grinding work every day. And and we were in quarantine. And so I really had the time. It was like a blessing in disguise. I had the time to take ownership of myself and be like, this is not a sad story. This is your story. You're overcoming this. We're getting through this. Your life's not over. You're 31. Like, let's go, you know? And, and so it was like every day, obviously I, like I got to a point where I was like, Sam, dude, I can't hold one more bird dog. Like I need to do something else. And so he would be like, Hey, all right. Like, let's, you know, let's adjust. You've been doing it for a while. Like I had to master then, that. Though. Then the question I would ask, I was like, how's your back? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, it's actually like better. And this is, and, and so it was, then it became, okay, 20 minutes that I can put in for myself every day I'd have my, my, my setup. It was like, I'd make my coffee. I'd go, you know, the weather was a little bit warmer. So I'd like go outside, put my mat in the sun. I I love absorbing sun and it makes me feel so good. And I would like put my mat out in the sun, no matter how warm it was. And I would sit out there and I would drink my coffee and I would do my movements. And it became the interesting parallel was that my therapist, cause then I also started going back to therapy. So that was another piece of my puzzle. And it was like, my therapist said, you know, everyone meditates in their own way. Right. And so for me, I was always so forceful of being like, I need to sit with my legs crossed and have my fingers like this and breathe and stare at a flame and be meditating. And it was so hard for me to do. And I just kept getting mad at myself. Like I can't meditate, like, come on, Casey, you know, but then when I started telling her about what I was doing, with Sam and these exercises I was doing every day and this protocol that I was doing and how I was kind of making my coffee and making it like a thing. She was like, that's your form of meditation. Like that, not everyone's is going to look the same and you shouldn't force yourself into a bubble that you're not fitting, feeling comfortable in. You need to find what works for you. And so for me, that became my meditation. It became as much as I'm working and I'm feeling these movements and I'm Woo! Like it be, I felt energized after I felt awake. I felt, I felt like I was giving myself what it needed. I was giving my body what it needed. And then in the turn, in the other side of it, my mind became so much happier and my, my mind started to 
relax. And then my body started to relax because I made it a practice. And I think that that is so, so many people now, they want something yesterday and they want to be, they want to be fixed yesterday. And when I went into Sam, like humbly, that was where I was. I was like, dude, just do this couple things on me and make me feel better, you know? And like that, cause that's what we want. We want to be right now. Good. And I realized as we started, I was like, well, shit, this is going to be a <laughs> process and I'm going to have to put the work in and I'm an athlete my whole life. And I will put the work in and I will do what I say I'm going to do, but not everybody is ready for that. And I, when I, and then my mom, Sam started working with my mom and I said to my mom and God Family bless her. Yeah. Family affair. She probably won't even make her listen to this episode, but she, she, she would say to me, she would be doing it. She would be super consistent. And then all of a sudden she'd fall off and she'd be like, Oh, I'm starting to feel blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the tough love chick here and be like, you need to set aside 20 minutes every freaking day and make it your thing. Make your tea, go sit in the living room, have 20 minutes and make it a thing. Because if you're just going to fit it in when you find time throughout the day, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be consistent. And why? so making that a pattern in my day, which could go for so many other things too, not just my exercises, but for other things we want to do to be better, it needs to be a dedication. And how you kept saying um, with the power lifter was he's a professional, like he, he, and even if you're not a professional power lifter, you can be a professional in your own life. And you can be like, for I sure. am going to take ownership of this. And I am going to put 20 minutes aside for myself. And it's not the most exhilarating thing to be holding a bird dog for 10 seconds and breathing. I understand you'd rather be doing a deadlift, but we need to rebuild. I needed to rebuild. And that I think is what's so amazing about what you guys are doing, which obviously then set the foundation for what Sam is doing. And then now you're looking at the third party here that like had it happen to me and now look where we are, right? Like look where hopefully people can grow and learn from. So where can they find you guys and what, like anything exciting going on right now? Like go ahead and let us know and, and we will make sure uh, we link everything in the show notes below. Um, all the website and everything like that. But if you just want to let people know where they can follow everybody. Right. Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks for sharing that too. It's, it shows the dream team, right? It has the, you who are recovering and building, rebuilding. And then along with Sam, who's guiding and working together, that's where magic happens. So it's a two-way street, exactly how you're saying. So thanks for sharing that. It's, okay. you have to work at it every day. Um, it's not just a once a week kind of, and it's not kind of thing. handed to you. Nobody's <laughs> mm -hmm. doing it for you. No. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So I, um, I'm actually just setting up a website right now. It's not quite ready, but, um, my email is sarah.mcgill at backfitpro.com. So if someone wanted to reach out to me, email is probably the best way. Um, I do have an Instagram page for this. I'm not so active on that on my personal one. Um, but the main one with the resources and Professor McGill's information is um, Backfit Pro on Instagram. And then also the website with his books and resources and the list of our clinicians and practitioners is backfitpro.com. So yeah, um, it's been an interesting year for, for everybody with COVID. We've kind of had to shift a few things within Backfit Pro and um, make more things available online, even though in-person is favorable for 
for everybody, but seriously, we've had to pivot that. And it's been the most beautiful opportunity for myself personally, because it's given me the time and space to study and, um, accumulate <laughs> all of the resources and um, certifications and things that I need to move on and be a practitioner myself. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. So something exciting that's going on is I'm going to be bringing in a fusion of the McGill method practices and approaches with, I'm also a Reiki practitioner and Ooh, very it. passionate about um, um, soul growth and energetics and how that really enhances someone's life too. So I'm really excited. You'll see on my website, I can send it to you when it's ready, but I'm, yes. I'm merging the two um, called spine and spirit restoration. So it's really working at the mechanical level, but also the energetics going around your body and how those can, can um, synergistically help each other help someone get out of pain and live a more elevated life. So that's, I'm really excited about, about that. That is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that thank is amazing. you. And it's so true. The energy that we put into things or the energy surrounding us, like you said, when people are in pain, they're mean. Like we are mean. Yeah. We don't want to mm. be around people. The energy we put off is is different. And then when the energy becomes hopeful and the way we feel, it's like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my back's feeling better. Like, so it does. It is totally um, a complete like addition to each other. So that is so cool. Yeah. Please send that over to us when we, when you have it ready and that, and I'd love to have you back on and just talk about that and talk about oh, absolutely. What, what that is, what that does, what you're doing with it. I think that would be amazing Beautiful. for people to take away from that. So, Sensing a Sarah Heather episode. Yes. Up. So my, my Ooh. other co-host, my, my co-co co-host, my other co-host, um, Heather is, is right up that alley and she does, Beautiful. she's not into the, um, she's not like a trainer or a, uh, uh, like on the fitness side of things, but she is all about the energy and the way that we put that through our body and growing and everything. And she is amazing as well. So oh, that yeah. would be a killer yeah. episode. <laughs> Shout out Heather Waxman. We're, we're bringing that girl back on. So thank you so much, Sarah, <laughs> for joining us. We will of course link everything um, in the show notes. Obviously you can find Sam Brown at Sam Brown strength and Casey Brown, not married, not related to Sam Brown, but, uh, you can find Casey Brown at power cakes and thank you guys so much for joining us today. Have a great day. Thank you both Bye. so much for having me on. This was so oh much fun. <laughs> so excited to have you. So, and, and, and good luck on everything you're doing because you're just a, I just want to throw this out there. Your energy, speaking of energies, is unbelievable. And you're such a warm, inviting soul. So I, whatever you're going to do is going to be amazing. And I'm all in for 100%. So, yeah. 100%. Oh, my gosh. Why do you, why do you so think much. I almost cried with the Christmas card? I know. <laughs> I was like, oh. That Sam was all Chico. <laughs> Sam cheeks, Sam's cheeks have been red this whole podcast. So obviously, our energies are just wonderful together. Yeah, mine so. too, probably. I just have a bit of makeup on covering it. <laughs> I know, right? I have a beanie on, so now I'm like yeah. sweating. So it's all good. But thank you guys so much. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.